0: Hello, I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church. This podcast homily for Third Sunday in Lent is the fourth in a series of seven podcast homilies for the season of Lent. Listeners may benefit from our seasonal video series on Lent, presented in three episodes linked from the Digital Library page, with the podcast versions linked from the Podcast Archive page, at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The series offers a brief history of the evolution of Lent, including the addition of Ash Wednesday in the 7th century, Anglican traditions of the season, including the color and the fasting traditions, commentary on the Collect Epistle and Gospel readings for Ash Wednesday and for all the Sundays in Lent from the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. The Collect Epistle and Gospel Readings for the Third Sunday in Lent are discussed in Episode 2. The Epistle Reading for Third Sunday in Lent, Ephesians 5, verses 1-14, to is an extended reading from the pen of St. Paul, and which once again this week focuses on St. Paul's teaching concerning Mastering Passions. He again mentions specific acts that represent surrender to passions of either the mind or the body, specifically fornication, covetousness, and idolatry. Like his fellow apostle St. John the Evangelist and Theologian, he stresses the concept of Christ as the light which aids us in our daily life in a world of spiritual darkness. Accepting Jesus Christ as Son of God and Savior makes the faithful become children of light. The Gospel reading for today is Luke 11, verses 14 to 28. The healing of the many by the casting out of devils, demons, and evil spirits, a process known to modern ears as exorcism. When Jesus drove the demon from the mute man in chapter 11, verse 15, his Jewish critics accused him of using the power of Beelzebub, a title of Satan in Latin from the Vulgate Bible of St. Jerome. The name Beelzebub is a corruption of the name of the Philistine god Baalzebub, the god of Ekron from Second Kings chapter 1, verse 2. In Hebrew, it means Lord of the Flies, a derisive name made up by the Jews to diminish the legitimacy of Baal Zebub. Make no mistake, both Jesus and the Jews are speaking of Satan, the devil, Ha-Satan, the adversary in Hebrew, the evil one, Tan-Paneros in Greek, Jesus' defense in Luke 11, verse 20, gives us the first of two lessons in theology in this reading. Here using a phrase that occurs nowhere else in the New Testament. But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the wisdom of God has come upon you. In the Old Testament, in Exodus 31 verse 18 and Deuteronomy 9 verse 10, both sets of stone tablets of the Ten Commandments were said to have been carved by the finger of God. In Christian theology, the Holy Spirit is the finger of God, the divine person through whom God's actions affects human beings. Another Old Testament phrase with the same meaning is the hand of God. A celestial finger touching Adam is a common form of artistic representation of God's presence in creation in the Western Church tradition. The fathers of the early church taught that when Jesus spoke of what happens when an evil spirit is driven out, that is, that it may go and find other evil spirits to come back and reoccupy reoccupy the body in greater numbers, as he points out in chapter 11, verses 24, 25, and 26. He is telling us to think of the human soul as a house that is meant to be occupied, and that if this house meaning the soul, is left empty for any length of time. Something will fill the void. Christians must understand that the evil one, whom St. Peter warned roams the world like a rampaging lion, seeking in this context to come in, devour our souls, will come in if we allow a void to develop. In Christian teaching, avoiding such a fate means daily practice of the teachings of the Christian faith, regular church attendance on Sundays, and participation with other Christians in local faith communities. Near the end of the reading, having heard Jesus' remarks to the critics, a woman in the crowd shouted, "Blessed, Blessed be the womb that bore you and the breasts that you sucked. Jesus' response still puzzles many, especially literal-minded Christians, in the Western Church tradition. I think that is because of the choice of words in the King James Version, which is used for the prayer book reading, which may leave the impression that Jesus questions the blessedness of the Virgin Mary, his earthly mother. He says, Rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. Rather literally means other than. Here I think the New King James Version offers a more accurate translation based upon what was actually said in the original Greek menunje which means more than. Here the full text of Luke eleven twenty-eight. In the New King James text, I hope will help clarify this. But he said, more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. At the Council of Ephesus, the fourth ecumenical council in 431 AD, the church ruled that Mary is entitled to be called mother of God, or in Greek theotokos, meaning Birthgiver or God bearer. The traditional early Christian understanding that Mary was chosen owing to both her righteous life and her obedience to the Lord's instructions. Mary, like her husband Joseph, heard the word of the Lord, in Mary's case expressed by the archangel Gabriel at the Annunciation, and she kept it. While we should understand that Mary is, as the woman said, blessed Jesus' clarification improves upon the woman's understanding. Mary's righteousness was not the issue. Mary is not the source of righteousness. Mary cannot grant a state of righteousness. That task and authority remains solely with God the Father. As Jesus said, Blessed is he who hears the word of the Lord and keeps it. Other AIC resources on topics discussed in this podcast homily are available at our website www.anglicaninternetchurch.net with seasonal videos and Christian education videos linked from the Bible uh, digital library page, Bible study videos from the Bible study page and podcast versions of all three from the podcast archive page. You can order any of our books from the Virtual Bookstore link at the bottom of the home page. Twelve Days of Christmas, our 12-episode series for the first day of Christmas, December 25th through the 12th on January 5th, offers a theological theme word or phrase for each day and seasonal music for each day. In here, there are several. The key word for first day of Christmas is love for December 25th, For the fifth day of Christmas, December 29th, the key word is obedience, illustrated by the example of St. Mary and St. Joseph. The podcast homily for Christmas Day is also focused on the theme word love. The Lives of the Saints From the first series, episode 4 is focused on St. John, episode 5 on St. Paul, and episode 15 on St. Luke Christian spirituality and Anglican perspective includes discussion of the concept of taking the teachings of the church to heart, presented in the context of Archbishop Cranmer's responses to the commandments and the apostolic wisdom of Saints Peter and Paul, St. James and Jude, and in the writings of the late 17th century Anglican divine the Blessed Lancelot Andrews, and finally, numerous examples of the meaning of blessed, blessed be, and blessed is in the Psalms. Finally, Layman's Lexicon, where the key words of interest are commandments on pages 45 to 46, covet, covetousness on page 52 to 53, ecumenical councils on 60 to 61, Faith on pages 73 to 74, Fornication on page 85, Lord on pages 136 to 137, and Virtues on pages 234 to 235. Again, this week there are two closing prayers a Lenten prayer by Richard, Bishop of Chichester, England, in the 13th century, followed by the Collect for Third Sunday in Lent which Archbishop Cranmer adapted from the Gregorian sacramentary of the late 6th and early 7th century for inclusion in the 1549 Book of Common Prayer. Thanks be to thee, my Lord Jesus Christ, for all the benefits which thou hast given us, for all the pains and insults which thou hast borne for us, O most merciful Redeemer, friend, and brother. May we know thee more clearly love thee more dearly, and follow thee more nearly, who with the Father and thy all-holy and life-giving Spirit liveth and reigneth ever one God, world without end. Amen. We beseech thee, Almighty God, look upon the hearty desires of thy humble servants and stretch forth the right hand of thy majesty to be our defense against all our enemies through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.